This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to another episode of Superhero Discussions. My name is Travis Hines, Travis underscore 156 on Twitter, and I'm joined by Clay, fanboy Clay on Twitter. Clay, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Well, this afternoon, really. Sorry, this is uh, yeah. a little earlier than we normally record, but myself and Clay, <laughs> being students and all, this is a good time to knock this out, this good good review. Uh, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed this, but before we get into it, I'm going to get the network plugged out of the way quick and painless so we are part of the geek ultimate alliance network with podcasts seven days a week nine in total and mondays is world's finest true believers and tuesdays is dc alliance and wednesdays is marvel alliance and thursdays is a trio of film a uh, trio of podcast films uh slice of film star wars alliance and ranger alliance ranger alliance is moving to mondays at may 31st correct yes, yes. Um, woo Fridays is this show, Superhero Discussions, and Saturdays and Sundays is Weird Science Comics DC and Marvel Roundup. Uh, that's all the shows. We have a Patreon account, a dollar and a five dollar tier. A dollar tier is basically the tip jar. You like what we're doing, and you want to help us out. And the five dollar tier is where you get your extras, you get your ad free episodes, you get your early access to episodes, and you get your Patreon exclusive episodes. Uh, also, on Monday nights, 
at myself and Clay go live on the Geekverse YouTube channel for DC Alliance. On Tuesday nights, uh, Chris and Brent go live on the Geekverse YouTube channel for Marvel Alliance. And Thursdays, Katie and Nathan go live for the Star Wars Alliance. Boom, that's everything. <sighs> and breathe. Okay, Clay, we're here to ta- not talk about the network uh, as much as we love it. We're here to talk about uh, Justice Society, uh, World War II. Uh, this film just came out in the same style of Man of Tomorrow. And I'll save it for the spoilers, I guess. Uh, I just wanted to say it, but I realized we'll do this. Spoiler free. What did you think of this movie after that? Spoiler free. Um, it was. It was fun. Uh, I I really did enjoy the movie. Um, I have some setbacks, um, more so because of expectation more than anything, Um, but still does not hinder the fact that this was a fun movie. Um, A lot more characters than I thought that uh, were going to be a part of this movie. And I think that it is very, what was the, it was very ambitious for what it was being sold as like from what it was being advertised as compared to what it really is. I feel like it was very ambitious and I hope that it all does come together. I really enjoyed this film and I was surprised. Uh, Man tomorrow was good, but not as good as I hoped. So I went in with a little, I guess maybe I went in with lower expectations. I found that, Every character had a minor story arc, minus Jay Garrick. I found that his was just like learning new powers more than uh, having anything. But I found all of them, like Black Canary had to try and open herself up again. Our man had to try and feel uh, find out if he was valuable. At like He f- only felt that he was valuable for one hour to the team. Uh, so many different characters had Wonder Woman, like Steve Trevor. They all had story arcs. At minus, like I said, Jake Eric, but it's hard to do that all in one movie, introducing all these new characters. So uh, I was impressed, I must say. Uh, the the art style, the, the animation style, we'll get into that a little later, uh, is still not my favorite compared to what we came from. I enjoyed that more, but uh, it didn't take me out of the story, and the story was better than Man of Tomorrow, so I was like right there at the edge of my seat the, uh, pretty much the entire third act. Because it was a lot bigger than, like you said, ambitious. I had no idea we were going to go into some of the things that we went into because it was nowhere near the trailer. And that's bravo to them for not showing it. Yeah. Uh, I was thoroughly impressed with some of the stuff that we got. So if you haven't seen the movie, turn off the podcast now. Well, pause it. Go and watch it and come back because we're going to dive in, spoiler-wise, to this movie and go through it as best we can, Clay, I think is probably the best. Uh, so it opens up right off the bat with... Well, I, I think my very first note is uh, the biggest thing um, that I had as far as expectations. Um, we saw the trailers, and I immediately went into our group chat, and I said, holy crap, I think this is a continuation of the old universe, just within a new universe, because, of course, Barry was in charge of rewriting things going back in time. That's how the ending of Dar- of Apocalypse War was. Yeah. That is wrong. Right here I said this is not a continuation of the old DCAU. 
this is a brand new continuation to what started this whole thing with Man of Tomorrow. I'm not sure about that. I think it's still up for debate, honestly. Because I I don't think that it is because the one big thing about Barry Allen going into the past, the future, whatever, even when he's rewritten and changed things, he's always known about the life beforehand that he's lived. This he because the big part, spoilers again for this show or this movie, we're getting heavy into it. This is supposed to introduce the Justice League. The idea of the Justice League, he has no idea what that is. Point of order. Uh, in Apocalypse War, he does not remember Flashpoint until Constantine touches his head and unlocks the memories. So he went back in time and changed everything, and he didn't remember it. So this that's I don't think that... Then why was he able to give the letter to Bruce? He he explains that in that in Paradox in Flashpoint Paradox that if he stays like he was staying there long enough, he started to forget. So he even says that to Bruce in that he said, "I'm starting to forget uh, okay. the memories I had." Of it's that been back, a while since life. I've seen it. So. Yeah, so I I'm still with you. Like this didn't confirm it, which is what I was looking for. But there is a little bit of ambiguous talk with Doctor Fate when he's when he's there in a chair that I don't know if he's talking oh, about start well, the league or what happens to the league. In well, the that's last... another thing. This isn't a jump into the past. No. This is a jump into the multiverse. multiverse. Yes. They go to earth too. Yeah. So again, something that we have not seen in the animated universe that they've created time and time again. Yeah. So that is something that is very, very cool. This is not a JSA movie. Yes, the JSA is very much like a part of this film. This is a Barry Allen Flash movie. Yes, and I think those, with, same thing with Flashpoint Paradox, I, I think those are the best avenues in for us as like an audience is through Flash's eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I'll be remiss to say, because you said that, uh, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths dealt with oh, the multiverse. Owlman Man yeah. was trying to destroy the multiverse, that's, but that was true. that was not in the universe that's not that a we shared, just came from. Yeah, that's yeah, that not was a not shared universe. universe. It was from. just that a one-shot movie. Yeah, yeah. one-shot movie. But that was in animated style before, and it was one of the better movies when you go back and watch it because of yeah. that aspect of the multiverse. And Clay, I'm right there with you. I I love the multiverse, and I love the fact that I first thought it was in the past. And what I was thinking was, oh, this is going to be so cool when Flash meets Wonder Woman in present day again. She's going to call him Future Boy. And this is going to be such a cool payoff. I can't wait. That's what I had in my head after the first, when they called him Future Boy and they start working together. That was like in my head. I was like, that's going to be such a great payoff. And then they flipped that upside down in a matter of like the next 15 minutes. And I yeah. couldn't have been more happy. It, Twists and turns in this. Was so I'm, I'm I'm having it play in the background, and I am seeing something that may have been an Easter egg that I didn't notice the first time I watched it. Yeah. So, um, very quickly in this introduction, we actually uh, see Barry and Iris having a picnic, kind of talking about their lives, and it's very very noticeable that Barry isn't all there. He's always wanting to be the Flash first, right? Yeah. 
and you hear this explosion. He goes to see what it is, and Superman is fighting Brainiac. Um, he wants to help, and there's a kryptonite bullet, basically, um, that Flash needs to catch. And while he's doing that, he accidentally taps into the Speed Force. That's another thing. Barry knows nothing of the Speed Force. This is a brand new concept to him. So he accidentally goes through the Speed Force. While he is going through the Speed Force, there's a whole bunch of lights. And you see his costume flash. Like there's a light flashing. You see his regular suit, which is red and yellow. And then this other flash that you see, not like physically, but the light that is hitting him makes his suit look like it's changing white and yellow like Godspeed. Ooh. Yeah. So I wonder if it's just a light effect or if they intentionally did it to kind of tease Godspeed in the future. See, I, I don't know if that's the first route you go if you get a salt loop. I don't think we've ever had a solo animated Flash movie. No, we have not. So no. I don't know if that, that's your first route you go, but maybe it is. Uh, it's pretty cool. Because Even if that's, that could that just is, be an Easter egg to the fans too, right? It, it may be an Easter egg, but I will say the very first arc in the Flash Rebirth series oh, yeah. uh, back in 2016 the very first arc was Godspeed. So that was the introduction to a lot of people going into comics. So I can see them doing it for their first movie for sure. Oh yeah. Um, especially with the, the popularity of the flash show. We're not going to talk about that and <laughs> other stuff. You know, I'm sure people will know who the flash is. And so they can dive into characters like Godspeed, but Barry jumps into this world. Now that we know earth Two, where it is, in World War II, we have an entire cast of characters here Wonder Woman, Our Man, uh, Hawkeye, uh, Hawk, Hawkman, gosh, um, yeah. Black Canary, and Jay Garrett, the Flash. So that is their Justice Society. And then, of course, the person helping them out is uh, uh, well, Steve Trevor and Shakespeare. Uh, the Shakespeare twist. I got wrong the first time. Um, I I did have a theory, and it was quickly debunked. So um, let's talk about that. Shakespeare, Superman. Did you see it? Did you call it? No. Like, didn't no? have any clue. Did just thought he was a regular character, and they revealed that before they revealed the multiverse theory. Yes. So I'm here, like, what? Uh, what? So. So when there's a part where Barry sees Shakespeare for like the first time, he's like, have I seen you somewhere? And he, he thinks that he's, he's recognizable in some sort of fashion. Um, I didn't get it then, but when Shakespeare goes into a jail cell to collect somebody, the kid looks like Commandy. Now, if anybody knows who Commandy is, he is the last man on earth. Uh, in a future story created by Jack Kirby, uh, a uh, a little short film, uh, I think, which is like maybe 30 minutes long, is actually attached to this movie. It's the short it's the short that is attached to this movie. Um, I actually watched that before I watched this movie. Oh, so when I saw it, I was like, holy crap, is this connecting to that? And he somehow went back in time. 
because again at this time we don't know it's earth yeah. too so i was like holy crap he went back in time he's gonna try to find superman because that's the mission that he's on and he pulls out a bag that has the superman s in the commandy short there is like commandy gets a hold of the superman suit and his mission is to go and try to find superman so I was like, holy crap, it's all connected. This is really, really cool. Now, my first thought after that was when Barry caught the bullet, the kryptonite bullet, Superman was literally right in front of him. Yeah, that's what it was. I was like, oh no, Superman got tossed into the speed force. And because things get wacky, in the speed force, he probably got dropped off before flash came out. So that's how he got into this war with them. And I was like, okay, they're going to explain it all. It's going to be great. And Clark is very much like, no, I don't know who this person is. I'm just a man from Kansas. I'm a reporter, blah, blah, blah. This is the Superman of earth Two. Even more confusing. Like, because yeah. for me, I'm like, okay, well, Superman wasn't really a big thing in Earth 2. Or he, he is, but he isn't. Uh, it depends, really depends on who's writing Earth 2 at that point. Because there's some people who love to center around just the Justice Society who doesn't have Superman on its team. Or sometimes they will go all into what the old school, like, um, uh, New Frontier type of World War II stuff. Uh, where Superman is a part of the team. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is getting wonky. I'm I'm curious to see how this goes. And then the multiverse is thought through. You know, you get the idea and you start to see it also with this whole idea with the uh with the speed force. Jay Garrick has it as a theory, like, hey, there's this thing called the speed force. It's kind of like this and it works like this. And Barry is quickly starting to like, oh, yeah, you know, that makes sense because, you know, sometimes they am able to do these kinds of things. Um, they, because they are on the same Earth when they're not really supposed to be, they are siphoning off each other's energy, their speed. Yeah. And so each one is having the effects of it. Uh, and I really do like how each one of them is able to teach one another. In certain yes. aspects. Yes. That's uh, a big the, thing. the very first thing that uh, Barry is able to teach Jay is Steve Trevor's plane is going down. It's about to crash. And uh, Barry shows Jay how he like moves his arms into like a tornado uh, cyclone thing. And they slow down the plane. And then later on in the movie, Jay actually shows Barry how to vibrate through items, through through yeah. solid objects. Um, so I did like their dynamic a whole lot. Um, there was a weird... Uh, well, you got to also mention Jay using that, uh, basically that Iron Cyclone technique to save him and our man oh, yeah. from the Nazis. When, so he yeah. he done the same thing that like Barry learns it and uses it and Jay does the same thing. So I just love that back and forth. Like, yeah. like you said, yeah. But uh, there's also like this weird uh, relationship between Hawkman and Black Canary, yeah. um, and it's you can you can argue whether it really is a romantic relationship or not. But 
if anybody knows the mythos of Hawkman, there is of course Hawk Girl, Hawk Woman, and at the very end, he yeah. does end up dying. Yeah, and he says, uh, "Shara, I'm coming for you. I'm coming." Yeah. Uh, and he has already said, or it is uh, mentioned that this is his fourth reincarnation. So he's lived for four other lives. Yeah. So just throwing a little bit of the mythos in there for you. Um, I will say the one thing that was really a gripe to me in this movie was, and it's just aesthetically, it didn't look great for me. Um, one woman's hair. I know it's stupid. I understand. But for some reason, I just don't like the dome cone on her head. Like it just looks weird to me. Um, so that's my two cents on that. But what I wanted to tell, this is my hot take. If if there are people Wait, 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 wait. Before Clay gives his hot take, we're gonna take a quick ad break. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect time. There's there's a tease. There's a tease. Uh talking too much. That's what it is. No, I'm gonna tease it. (laughs) We gotta put an ad in this short this short little review. So this is the perfect time. Uh we're ad supported network. We don't pick the ads or the volume, so we're gonna give you a quick three count before you hear them, and we'll be back shortly. Three, two, one. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Okay, Clay, give us your hot take. My Sorry hot take. you off there. If people want to complain about the animation style of this reiteration of the DC animated universe, and you are enjoying Invincible, you are a hypocrite. <laughs> These are hand in hand. Now, they're not entirely the same because they are two different art styles, but they are the exact same animation style. So, if you want to say, oh, I don't like this, but are raving about how great Invincible looks, then I'm sorry, you're a hypocrite. That's just the way it is. And the reason why I say that is because this is the next evolution of animation. And you're like, okay, well, it doesn't look as great as what we got before. This is the next reiteration of cheap animation. That's what I want to reiterate. Because the cheapest animation that everybody loves to copy, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney, they all have the old animation that was Adventure Time, right? Uh, Steven Universe. Yeah. It's the same animation style, not the same art style. Same thing with, like, uh, my little sister watches this weird, like, cricket show on Disney. I don't, I can't remember what it is, but it has the exact same animation style of the reboot of Thundercats that happened recently. And it was, like, really silly looking and just, like, really embarrassing for all of us Thundercats fans. Animation goes through these phases, And you'll quickly see that every once in a while, they start to really blend together. This, again, is just another one of those moments. If you look at the animation style, you see the hard black outlines of every character. It it really defines them in the animation. Um, You you say that it like, oh, it reminds me of Archer. Yeah. Because that was the beginning of of this animation style. They were, they're able to refine it a little bit more. So that way it doesn't look so stiff. And I think that is good for regular human beings. But I think when you're trying to betray super beings, it, it falls a little short for me, but it can get there. Who knows? It may get there. Like, it's like you said, it's, it's ever improving. It's like constantly improving, but it's also, you're trying to make it for cheap. Like I'm sure we got more time with this. I want to say this was like 90 minutes. Yes, this, close to it. This is a movie that it is a hundred. It's one hour, twenty four minutes, and seventeen seconds. So yeah, yeah. And that's not normal. We usually get seventy minutes. Yeah, a hard seventy minutes. So maybe because they choose this animation style, we get more time because of yeah. the Now that if that's the case, I I can live with that trade off. If I'm getting more story like these, like this is a great story. So if we're getting more of these, I'm like I I love Archer. I think it's a really great show. I just think it's hard to show me Superman doing the same fighting styles. And but that's what I mean. Like if you like, I'm looking at it now. When you see close-ups of these characters, it looks nothing like Archer. It's oh, when no. it's when they are a little bit further apart. It's when they're wanting to uh, step back on. The details, that's when you start to see the Archer-esque yeah. art that gets in the way sometimes. And I don't, I don't go to the, the, like, I don't go to Archer for the animation at all. It's the comedy, like the fighting and the, the fighting and the action. And I don't go, like, that's not what I go there for that. 
So I, I don't know. I I enjoyed the movie. Like I didn't look at it and be like, oh, this animation sucks. It's terrible. That's not. I just know I couldn't. I have a quad like it's like eggs. Like I enjoy fried eggs. I enjoy scrambled eggs, and I enjoyed boiled eggs. <laughs> but I have a hierarchy for which ones I enjoy more. So that's just yeah. how it is for me. I know there are people like our podcast brother Chris that absolutely cannot stand the animation style. That oh, I'm right I'm, I'm hope he listens to this because I, like I hope I, he will. <laughs> like I said, he loves Invincible. And if he can love Invincible, he can love this. So. To his credit, he's never said Invincible looks beautiful or anything about the animation style. He just said he's enjoyed Invincible. So maybe he'll come at us with story-wise, it's great. Maybe. And, maybe. Well, who, who knows? But that was a good point. I, I, I can't, can't argue against that much, to be honest with you, Clay, uh, because it's ever-improving. You look back at... Uh, Spider-Man the animated series, for example, it looks good, but the action in that is abysmal when they're fighting. No, people. you if if you want to show the progression of DC animated movies, go watch Superman Doomsday. The very first animated movie that DC ever made was horrendous. It was Superman God- has a chain like this the whole time. It's it's protruding. It's like he wants to be the crimson chin off of Fairly Odd Parents. It's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. He has these weird little like wrinkles that go from his eyeballs all the way to the middle of his ch- of his cheeks. It's weird, and I do not like it. Uh, I remember me and my dad bought that movie. We we saw it just randomly at a Hastings, and we're like, we're buying this. We're not even gonna rent it. We're gonna buy it. Uh, so we're like, cool. Let's go watch it, and. Could have been a lot better, especially since the very next one was the Green Lantern uh, first flight. First flight, yeah. yeah. So it it has it has come a long way for sure, especially but, with the new Superman two parter out. Like that kind of puts that one to shame. Oh yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. But here, um, like we said, there's a lot of characters that get introduced. Um, Dr. Fate is one of them. That's the main mission is to go find this, this, uh, this doctor. And it is Dr. Fate. Uh, Flash recognizes the helmet. He says, Hey, I saw you while I was traveling through time. Like what's going on. That's when you get the very cryptic, like, Hey, this is something that you need to do. When you go back, you have a mission. Um, and some can say that mission is to propose to Iris that he like he does in the very end. Who knows? I think there's two things, two ways I took from that Doctor Fate saying was that his mission was to start the league. Yeah, like to because he he does that essentially with Superman at the end of the movie. But uh, I thought of it. Part of me thought of it. It could be. Like warning, he said, because Doctor Fate taps to the helmet, saying, "Like you have to tell him about the league," and that could be about the what ends up happening to the league with Darkseid. Yeah, that's true. You're right on that account. It it could be a warning because they haven't they haven't they haven't snapped it. The only thing they've done in this movie is basically establish a continuity with Man of Tomorrow, and this is our shared universe. Yes. from the picture in Man of Tomorrow and the look of Long Halloween, that's going to be the same Batman too, and that would make sense with the time frame of where Halloween takes place in Batman's like 
at crime fighting like like length like uh, like he's only a few years in you know what i mean yeah Com- compared to uh the batman that we got in the previous universe that was rather established he was already established when we saw him it'll be very interesting to see where they go with yes. this with this universe whether cuz it was very very much in the realm of new 52 when they started their last universe so does that necessarily mean that it's going to be rebirth cuz i don't think so just because rebirth was a continuation of the new 52 or is this genuinely going to be their own like original scripts for the justice league movies if that's so then i think i may enjoy this even more well, the, the thing about this too, Clay, is they're, they're good at, they don't need to reveal to us that this is the result of Apocalypse War until, like, they could wait. For, they, we didn't find out that Flashpoint Paradox was connected to this universe until Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Yeah. And that was, what, a good 13, 14, 15 movies into this universe? Like, it was yeah. deep in before we figured that out. Yeah, and then I just was like, "Oh my god, this is like makes this even more cool." So they could theoretically do that down the line here, being like, uh, "Like Flash learns that he went back in time." I, I thought they said they, he needed to learn a lesson. Yes, Doctor Fate said something like that. So that could be. Yeah. I thought that was the thing too. That the lesson would be you can't go back in time and change things over and over again, or like it's like. That's a, like the Jay Garrick lesson in Flash season three of you can't keep doing that. That's, that would be interesting. I, I would yeah. enjoy that for sure. So um, I, I think they could go that right where we find out alignment with the Flash that, yeah, you've done this twice now and you did this the first time and you thought, oh, it can't get any worse. And then no, Earth is destroyed again and everyone's like, yeah, shells of themselves and been in torture. So it can get even worse. And then you went back again. So uh, I, I, that's why I thought it was, but the lesson could theoretically be to to start the league, like learn from the Justice Society that you got to work together. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, I love that though. I love to have just two routes that it could go. Still, we don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really do like that every character in this movie had their time to shine. They had a little bit of their own screen time, which I really did enjoy. Um, we got the introduction to Atlantis and Aquaman. Yes. And before the reveal happened, I was like, holy crap, Aquaman's a Nazi. Um, of course, that isn't true. They actually no. had somebody controlling him uh, uh, telepathically. Um, and one thing here was uh, having Superman save the day at the, at the end was a little bit of an eye roll. Because you didn't really see him until the ending. You know, we see the reveal that Shakespeare is really Clark. And then uh, we don't see him again until the very end where he saves the day. Kind of stole everybody's thunder a little bit. And I'm just like, eh, whatever. It is what it is there. But what do you think? I didn't hate it because they painted the picture of not stealing everyone's thunder more so they're all dead. Like they don't even have Hawkman to fly there. Wonder Woman doesn't seem like she has the power of flight. Just seems to she's power of like jumping really far and yeah. high. So I didn't mind it for that because you already you they set it up by showing the Armada coming in and showing each JSA member being like kind of scared and the evil guy laughing and being like you're all dead. Like this is 
part of the plan too. So to set up the stakes as you don't have a chance, I'm okay with. Whereas if they were fighting individuals and Superman came into the middle and just beat everybody up, like kind of like he does with cops and Batman does with cops, making them useless. Yeah. Uh, we just had a whole thing of them like making a stand and stopping Aquaman's uh, like army. And it makes sense because that guy is there. He was saying to Aquaman that the two other, like the Hitler's army and the allies will fight and then you'll come in and destroy the, the remnants of whoever wins and it was essentially what the Germans were going to do here. And uh, no doubt that guy was playing both sides. So it, I didn't hate it. I didn't eye roll to be honest with you. Um, and I, I'm surprised thinking about it like more like just Superman coming in, but it did work for me after everyone had their stand against uh, like Aquaman's army was far more formidable than yes. what was coming. So I didn't mind it as much. Like if, like I yes, Superman did say day, but I don't think he stole anyone's thunder here. Like he can do that. He's been prone to do that. It really like this diminishes like Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, they had a hard time uh not either depowering Superman or having him come in and stop everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Bruce Tim talked about that. Um he, he talked about how you can't just have an all-powerful Superman just come in and s- literally just like a wave of his hand be able to stop everything. It's just not going to work for a kid's show. So no. they did have to depower him a little bit. Um, but we are nearing the end of this movie. And the one note that I really had here is I know that technically Brainiac can be somebody who has multiple versions of himself, like going to different planets and whatnot. But if people don't know who Brainiac is, this literally looks like Flash just killed Brainiac. Yeah, and that, rather easy, rather easy. Yeah, he he it comes out the other side of Superman, almost as if he had never left, grabs the kryptonite bullet, spins around, and throws it right at his head. Absolutely insane. And I love how Superman's like, you were right, you're like, you how do you into, like, that was wicked. That was a good little... yeah. And I just love how it's connected. To be honest with you, Clay, the moment this movie started and we got this scene where Darren Chris is there as Superman, I was like, yes, yes. Thank you, DC Animation. You have not been letting me down ever. Like you you have a couple offs, like the Hush reveal, and like you're there's a couple movies that but for the most part, you just you never disappoint me. And I couldn't say enough about this movie as well. This is this is the best for me of the, of the two that we've gotten so far. And it gets me even more excited for long Halloween. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited for long Halloween. I think I'm going to go ahead and pre-order it um, fairly soon uh, when it becomes available to pre-order. Um, and that's going to be a two-parter. So that'll yeah. be very, very interesting. We'll, I will be, we will be reviewing that for sure. That's uh that's a must. I, 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 I'll be surprised if Snell somehow does not find his way and to reviewing that because that is his favorite book and oh really favorite batman book i don't know if it's his favorite all-time book but i'm pretty sure it's his favorite batman book it's probably his favorite all-time book i think so uh i'm excited for that but this uh, so as a tradition on superhero discussions um let's give this a grade out of 10 clay out of 10 i would say this would be a solid 8.5 um, there was some things in here that I didn't necessarily 100% like 
or like I said, expectations got in the way a little bit. Um, but overall, really good story. Uh, good animation for what it was supposed to be. This, of course, is supposed to be a connected universe. They want to show that it is a connected universe and what better way than keeping the same animation style. So uh, all high grades for me, but uh, overall, it's going to be 8.5 for me. It's going to be an 8 for me. So I really enjoyed it. I think I gave this a lot higher than I gave Man of Tomorrow because um, I enjoyed it more. Every character had a moment to shine, uh, even Jay Garrick, but he didn't have a character arc that kind of loses a little bit there for me. Um, but like I said, Wonder Woman, Steve Trevor, Our Man, Black Canary, Hawkman even, Flash, and I love going through any movie I can look at or anything I can experience through the Flash's eyes. I'm all there for it. And Matt Bomer of, um, oh my God, what's his name? I'm, what's the character's name? I'm Doom Patrol. Larry, Larry Trainer. Negative uh, Man. Negative Man. He was also a white collar. Um, he's also been in uh, Magnificent Seven. He was had a very small role in the very beginning of that film. Uh, really great actor. Yeah. Great, great and actor. Great voice actor, too, because he does the same thing for Larry Trainer, Negative Man. Uh, and he nails it here, and I'm. Uh, I hope he's the Flash. Hope we finally get an a animated Flash movie. We've got an animated Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman. So I'm hoping that Flash gets us to sometime soon, so we get one of those maybe leading into the Flash movie. Yeah, yeah. So listeners, thank you for joining us for this uh, special movie review. Uh, these will happen more now uh, when they come out. I have a way to watch them day and date they air. So these will be happening. Uh, as they drop so as as always thank you for listening thanks for supporting the geek ultimate alliance network and we'll be back next week later everyone see you